Yo, what's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to Culture Convo with Boston, where truth meets accountability. I'm your host, Brandon Boston, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you all for tuning in whatever time of morning, evening, or afternoon you're listening to this. Um, We're in episode five now. Before I jump into that, just want to give a shout out to my Miami Heat for their victory tonight versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Has nothing to do with tonight's podcast, but I figured I would put that out there because I'm pretty ecstatic because the rest of my Miami squad has been pretty terrible this year. So I got to get my victories across the sports spectrum how I can. And with that being said, tonight I hope to bring to you another topic of conversation that you know you can have within your communities, amongst your social circle with your spouse, your significant other, you know, children, whoever. But um. Tonight, episode five, the topic is going to be waiting. And I know there's been a lot of podcast episodes that I've seen about, you know, waiting um, as it pertains to a relationship. But I want to tackle it from a different perspective because, again, all these um, vantage points and things that I talk about, they're from a male's perspective because that's what I am. But I try to make it equal across the spectrum from how things may look, feel, and sound to the opposite sex from both of the perspectives, or both of the parameters, I should say. So <clears throat> I think the reason why waiting is uh, an important topic to talk about amongst our communities, I think it's something that how I'm going to present it tonight, I don't think it's something that most people think about, and I don't think it's explained um, correctly or understood from the other side of the gender. So the first thing um, I want to point out, like waiting doesn't mean the same for both genders because what we value um, or what we possess, you know, that's most valuable to us is just not the same. So I'm going to start off with the ladies. Um, and like I said, feel free tune in comment or whatever the case may be but this is all from the perspective and it's essentially an opinion from me as a male and a male's perspective and like I said there's no cookie cutter like I don't speak for all men and I'm not speaking for all women I'm just giving a generalization so like in my opinion the most valuable possession a woman has that she can give to a man is her body And that's by way of her vagina. So when women talk about waiting as it pertains to, you know, addressing us as fellas, women use the term wait or waiting as a noun, whereas a state of attitude of watchfulness and expectancy. I mean, my gap makes me slaughter some of these words, but expectancy. So. What that means is that you'll get a lot of um, women, fellas. I know you you heard this before, and I mentioned this in another other podcast. Women normally, <clears throat> at some point in time, want to withhold um, sex in a relationship until they feel that you um, are basically worthy of that possession because that's the most valuable thing that they have that they can give. So you know what I mean. 
Sometimes it's about the timing. Sometimes it's about the connection. You know, sometimes they have to see where your motives are. Sometimes they have to see, you know, if their feelings are what it is, if they're feeling, there's a lot of things that goes into it. But, you know, when it deals with them wanting for us to wait, <clears throat> it's uh, socially acceptable. You know what I mean? It can be a uh, mask in religion where, you know, you're saving yourself before you get married. You know, it can be masked and, you know, you don't want a high body count because as guys, you know what I mean? I, me personally, I'm not about to ask a chick how many dudes that she slept with because I really don't want to know that body count. You know what I mean? I just you know if the conversations come up, it's like, have you ever had any, you know, sexually transmitted diseases or... You know, maybe perhaps like abortions and things of like that as time permits, because all that factors into, you know, having kids and all that other kind of stuff. But that's on a, you know, on another level. But just in, in general, like I said, that possession of their body, you know, that's important to them. So, like I said, as a guy, we we have to work. And I know it sounds terrible. It almost sounds like prostitution. But like these are the realities like. If we was to be real with ourselves, like the the cost of vagina or the price or value of it is always going to be higher than penis. And because of that, you know, what I mean, and it's because of, you know, the value that's placed upon that, because, like I said, that is the most important thing that they have to offer, because that that's something that's intimate is something that's personal and that's not to say that people don't go through their phases and they haven't had, you know, sex before marriage. But it's something that if they want to tap into that, you know, what I mean, it should be respected. And that's not I'm not here to debate that or argue that. So the only difference is that I say in, in pertaining to that, it's like they can make us as men wait for as long as they deem necessary of us being worthy of receiving such, you know, valuable possession. And again, I don't have a problem with that. And I here to argue that or saying that that shouldn't be the case. But that time frame is based upon it could be them. It could be the influence of some of their homegirls. Like I said, it could be religion. It can be a whole bunch of things. But when it's put out there, it's supposed to be accepted, respected and if you're a guy and you have any kind of quarrels about it, you know, you're going to get ridiculed. You're going to get ran through the mud because it's like you're not respecting, you know, her wishes or her body. And like I said, again, that's something that I feel as men we should all do. You know, and I'm not here to argue that or debate that. So I just want to keep everything in context. So with that being said, I'm going to jump over to us as fellas, you know. So ladies can possibly understand. And this is why I want to try to find how do we find a balance of, of energy? Because, like I said, it's, it's socially acceptable when it's waiting for sex for a woman's um, body, because that's the most valuable possession that she has that she can give a man. However, <clears throat> in my experiences personally and just in having conversations with some of my homeboys, coworkers, whoever the case may be. I don't think it's been told from our perspective in a in a way that's not, you know, combative or argumentative. But like I said, how 
we feel about the truth doesn't change its validity. So, you know what I mean? This is not to tell people that they have to agree with what I'm saying. Or women, you don't have to agree with what I'm saying. But if you can understand this aspect, things might work a little bit better in your favor, in my opinion. So, like, for a guy, although we should value, because I talked about, you know, dick discipline in one episode, we should value our reproductive organ because there's power in our semen. I mean, this is not just because we men. This is scientific. You know what I mean? There's um, aspects of semen reduction and uh, no fat. And they got some other things that have, you know, positive results for when, like I said, if a guy was to value his reproductive organ. But from society, we don't get taught that. Like, we get praised about how many women we can obtain or sleep with. So the value on our reproductive organ isn't the same, although I believe it should be. So for us, our most valuable possession as a man that we can give a woman is our last name, and that's by marriage. So when men are dealing with waiting, we use wait as an intrusive verb. Where waiting to us is to remain stationary in readiness or expectation. So to break that down into like a simpler way to understand. So like if I know that that's the most valuable thing that I can give to a woman. Because when I give my last name, that's everything that's affixed to me. You know, my finances, my resources, my vulnerabilities, my insecurities. So men guard that heavily and because we're not taught to deal with our emotions as i talked about in another podcast we don't always know how to verbally express that to women so we drop context clues or we might walk around certain scenarios but it's like when we see a woman at first regardless of how people feel about it men are going to be physical So we have to be physically attracted to you. And like I said, that physical attraction is just within the eyes of us. Like speaking for myself, like I don't need you to be universally attracted to everybody and everybody got to think that you bad or you a dime or whatever terms they're using out here nowadays. You just got to be attractive to me because as complex as they try to paint us out as men, like we're very, very simple. We need physical attraction. We want to have sex, we want to eat, and we want to get paid money in as much as we possibly can for what it is that we do with our gifts, talents, and abilities. However, when it comes down to, you know, marriage, we don't grow up picking up uh, magazines saying, oh, you know, can't wait to the day that we get married. We don't pick out our colors like you know what i mean like if a man really you know what i mean if we was to be honest like the whole process the only portion that we play a part in is the monetary aspect because when you when you look at it and you break it down like i said i'm not i'm not arguing this either i'm not here to debate because like i said i understand it so you know what i mean that's not the case either i'm just putting out these realities that i don't think a lot of people think about but for a guy, you know, and I don't know if, like I said, ask some ladies, ask some of these fellas, you know, these questions. And most of the time you'll find out that they 
will utter the same sentiments that I'm doing. They might not word it exactly like I am, but you know what I mean? We all wired the same way. So when you look at it as a guy, we're already taught not to deal with our feelings and our emotions. So we meet you. We think you're beautiful. You know, we see these qualities in you. So we want to transition you from, you know what I mean, somebody we just like to, you know, a wife. And like I said, that's not to say all men have this vision because not everybody desires to be married. I'm only speaking for the men who desire to be married. You know what I mean? People who don't desire to be married, there's nothing wrong with them. That's just their personal choice. You know what I mean? You have to, you know, respect that and accept it. And if that doesn't line up with what you're trying to do, you just got to keep it pushing. But for guys who want to transition into a woman that they can marry, there's a lot of pressure that's on that guy because we already know and understand that there's not going to be a woman that's going to sign up to take care of us. So we got to be able to hold it down. And if we're holding it down and we can do all these things financially, like I said in another podcast, like the expectations, that's what we're supposed to do. But if our woman makes more than us, not all, but some women will use that to not even respect or listen to nothing that her man has to say because in her mind, she's the breadwinner. And although none of these things should matter because it should be worked out what you two individuals going to bring to the table and, you know, what roles and responsibilities y'all going to have within a relationship. But this is a reality. You know what I mean? Like security for women is mostly affixed to financial security. So if they have that joint and you don't, you know what I mean? Like you're just going to get viewed different most of the time. But, you know what I mean? Back to the original point. Like, so when a guy has to go through this process of dealing with his own emotions and now he has to put together the whole ensemble of from a proposal to a wedding. So during that process, you have once he decides he has to do certain things, he has to go and he has to get a ring. So he's not getting this ring for just his woman. You know what I mean? You got to get what you can afford, but it's like there's going to be a line of women, some supportive, some not in her circle, that's going to be looking at the size of the ring, what type of ring, and all that other kind of stuff, and use that as a justification on if that man loves you or not, or just to pick fun of this maybe all he can afford right now at this time, the whole ordeal. Then he has to try to pick a venue or, you know, get creative to be able to get down on one knee, propose to you. And then if you say I do, you know, you begin the wedding phases where men really don't have anything to do. Like most of our homeboys not hyping it up and saying, yo, let me let me rush out to be your best man and you know what colors you having and all that. You know, you normally just get some of the people you cool with. You know what I mean? Your mom might have a say-so. Your dad might, you know, be in there, and they might be happy for you as their child. But, like, you know, all the focus and attention goes on to the wife-to-be. So then you have, you know, the wedding and all that stuff, and everybody should be happily ever after. And that's how it's mostly played out in, you know, women's 
mind. But before you get to that portion, like I said, as guys, and this is the the biggest misconception I think that that women have. Like as a guy, we see things in a woman that we feel that can be wife material. So like for me, like it's not the same when I go out and look for a woman because I'm not looking for a woman who can support me financially. Like I can do that on my own. So the support that I need her for is emotional, you know, psychological. Like when the world beats me up, you know, and I go out and I just get kicked and stomped by the world. Just being a black male here in America, do I have to come home and then get kicked and beat up by you as well? Or are you going to be loving and compassionate and, you know, try to motivate me and encourage me to to dig deeper in, like I said, to push me to my maximum potential. So, like I said, I'm not looking for you to to uh, hold me down financially, but I do expect for you to be to take take care of your yourself as you was before I even came into the picture. But you know, once we up under one roof, like I'm gonna make sure all the stuff is taken care of within the house. You know what I mean? And what you do with your money. Is going to show how you feel about the relationship. Because I'm not going to tell you better do this and you better do that. But it's like, if I'm holding down everything and you have to pay you some bills or some debts off, take your money and put it towards that. So if we both can get financially free, then we can make some business moves. You know, we can do some things together that can get us out of the situation. But a lot of times, you know, as men, we don't deal with emotions. We deal with reality. So it's like when the whole waiting process, we might see a wife in you, but <clears throat> you might have an attitude problem. So every time some like I say something to you, you know, you always do the woe is me or you playing victim. And it's like, I love you to death, but like that portion is problematic. And I tell you like, yo, you know, listen, I'm on your team. I'm your biggest fan, your cheerleader. I'm out here supporting you. But every time you get an opportunity when things don't go your way, you don't like something that's said or it requires you to change or adjust and you coming at me reckless I could see a wife in you but it's like I'm going to sit back and I'm going to see if your behavior is going to change because in the grand scheme of things I only have control over myself so while we're dating I can see if you're going to put forth some effort to change these things that's calling or causing a rift in our relationship so What's problematic to me is that some people, while they're single, know that they know their situations and their issues, and they go years without correcting them. Whether they're out of fear, whether they're out of, you know, this is just me, or hey, I don't know what to do, or whatever the case may be. So you can take years in your own life to not make the necessary adjustments to to do right, but if I sit back and I say, okay, I'm watching years because I still love you. So like this isn't enough for me to break up with you. But I know if we become a union, this is going to be problematic and walking away from it at that time is going to have more of a because this is how men look at it. It's going to be more of a financial burden. Like I could lose everything that I work for just because I ignore these things that only you can change. So it's like in the process of dating we're making you wait 
for those changes that only you can make. But the narrative is never the same. It's either going to be like, girl, he don't know what he he want. He's stringing you along. Like, um, men know what they want. So, like, if he was such and such age, he would have been dead X, Y, Z. And it's like, that's not the case for guys. Like, we don't even view it that way. Like, it takes nothing to get married for us as guys. Like, it's easy for us to do because it's something, like I said, we know the majority, not all women, fantasize about or at least dream about as being from being a little girl. But for a man, like I said, our last name is all we have to give. So, like, if we take that serious, it's like there's certain things that's going to be required for me to give you that. Because when I give you that, I'm giving you everything. That's me. So, you know what I mean? Like, like your sex, even if we had sex prior to, that's not going to move me one way or the other to decide if I'm going to make you my wife. You know what I mean? Like, all those little things that, you know... I hear people making a big fuss of they don't move most men in the way that women would think that they do. So like when it comes to this whole waiting ordeal, like I'm just trying to understand it from both uh, or get people to understand it from both perspectives. Like if you want something, you're going to have to give in order to get something. So most of the times when before we get into relationships or on our job, if we say we want to make $150,000 a year and we make seventy thousand dollars a year if we don't put forth the work ethic and if we lazy now and we half-ass things now like once you get to 150,000 you're gonna have more responsibilities more requirements placed upon you so in order to get to that portion you're gonna have to put in some work so it's like an exchange if you want this i'm gonna give you this and it's the same thing as women as they do for men now i'm not this i'm not suggesting that no way, shape, or form that all a woman has to give to a guy is her vagina. I just said the most important thing that she can give because that's one thing. Like I said, you can you can give your time to people. You can give your opinion. You can give your you know emotions. You can give all that to just anybody, but the vagina is sacred to a woman just like a man giving a woman his last name is sacred to him and like i said it's even more challenging and risky nowadays because now with you know equalities and all these different things i'm not saying that they shouldn't happen but it's like now i'm hearing women don't even want to take dude's last name anymore now i get you know the latin culture they normally take their dad's last name and then hyphenate so those things i understand but like nowadays people just like yo i'm gonna get married and i'm gonna keep my name so it's like as a guy we look at that it's like you know what what's in it for us like it's like a lose-lose no matter how the situation goes because like I said if we take it back to rings like you know I mean a wedding band not gonna have the same energy and effort searching and putting out that men have to put through and buying an engagement ring plus a wedding band and I'm not like I said I'm not saying that that's wrong I'm just giving the realities of things to where as much focus and emphasis and putting on you know, the end result, you know, you want to be married. Like, I don't think the psyche of a man is, like, understood in that that process because, like I said, at the end of the day, women are not going to propose to men. You know what I mean? Women are not going to put themselves out there as far as, you know, hey, I want to be married. Normally, it's subliminal. They'll do things and, like, have little ultimatums and, like, withhold certain things or say, well, 
if you want these things, then you got to put a ring on it. But it's like, like a a title doesn't make you anything. Like, you know what I mean? It, it gives you the responsibility. But if you don't have wife qualities in you, if you don't have husband qualities in you, saying I do and standing out in front of people, whether you go to the justice of peace, it's not going to give you. Like, you're not going to just snap your finger and you're going to have that. So, like, there's so much cliche things that we have. And I just think we need to get to one another and have these conversations up front. So, like like I said, like, if a woman wants to make a man wait, explain to us what that looks like. Because, like I said, abstinence and celibacy is not the same thing. You know, one, you re- refraining strictly from all things. And one, <clears throat> you can be doing something totally different. So it's like if you telling me that I have to wait, but yet on the low, you know, you're masturbating or you're pleasuring yourself. Like that's a contradiction. You know, I know it might sound funny and, you know, hilarious or whatever the case may be, but that's a contradiction because it's like, so I can't uh, have these pleasures with you, but you can have the pleasures for yourself and I still have to wait around for for what so like i said if, if i can't get it <laughs> you shouldn't be able to get it too we should both be on the same accord but it's like these conversations aren't being had we just have an expectation because we say it the person just supposed to automatically understand what that means for us and to us and like i said like sex by itself and that's why i said it's the most valuable but it's not the most important thing because if it was just about sex Prostitutes and chicks that was on back page and all that other stuff would be getting married at alarming rates. But it's just the conversation. And like I said, this is what this podcast is about. This is what I'm trying to do. Just have these conversations because we're both to blame, male and female, but we both try to shine a light on one another and not really give real reality to these scenarios because, like I said, there's really no space for guys to express their hurt that they deal with 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 women and most women that I know and I've had these conversations like I said I'm not saying all I'm just saying the women that I've spoken with and ones that you know have spoken to me most of the times when they meet new guys no one asks them have they ever been cheated on have they ever been hurt like those kind of questions don't come to dudes because it's automatically implied in society that like when relationships mess up it's the dude like we dogs we don't know what we want we cheated we did all this other kind of stuff so like men who don't do that and that's not their character their personality they have nowhere to quote-unquote vent to or express just their truth about what has happened to them so i think like i said if both parties can understand what waiting means to them as it pertains to a relationship you'll have better results neither one of them is better than the other but that's the reality in my opinion from both vantage points but we both want the same end result which is marriage but getting there the in-between portion is where i think we need to do a better job so again i encourage y'all to have these conversations within your social circle i appreciate y'all listening i appreciate y'all feedback i appreciate all the ones who've shared And if you are a new listener, or maybe you haven't written down before, if you're not a part of the other social media handles, I'm on Snapchat at culture underscore convo. I'm on Instagram 
at culture underscore convo and Twitter at culture underscore convo on Facebook. My fan page, if you just go on um, facebook.com forward slash culture convo one, you can go on the page and you can like it and start getting different things that I post on there just to promote dialogue and on the podcast platforms. I'm on Anchor, um, and you can find that on anchor.fm forward slash culture hyphen convo, or you can go into your app store on Google or Droid or Apple and uh, download the Anchor um, app, and then you can just type in culture convo with Boston, and I'll pop up. I'm also on iTunes under culture convo with Boston, and I'm on Spotify culture convo with Boston so you know when I build a better uh, following I'll start doing Facebook live, YouTube live and Instagram live so I can be interactive because like I said I want to make this conversational base and I don't want it to be just one of those men bashing women and women bashing men I want to make it conversational so that we can learn something from one another opposed to just pointing the finger and let people express their truth without all the extra emotions involved and let's deal with a resolution opposed to just spewing out the problem so you know that's my intention again thank y'all for tuning in to this episode and i'll holler back at y'all on the next one peace